everybody, and welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, brought to you by myself, Craig James, and my co-host, Johnny Abnormal, Johnny Abhorrent, Johnny, a surprising bend to the left. <laughs> I'll have you know, I, I hang permanently to the north. <laughs> That's right, everybody, it's, it's Johnny Abnormal. <laughs> Hello, Johnny, how are you? I'm good, thank you. What, what, a, what a great start. <laughs> I couldn't even get through it. I couldn't couldn't make it through. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So so, how are you, Johnny? How's how's things hanging? Um. Uh, well. Um. I, I. I honestly just can't think of anything funnier than that to say, and that's a what, what a disappointment to our listeners. Um, and by listeners, I mean you and me when we listen to this again at some point in, the, in about <laughs> 10 years' time after we've forgotten about it. Um, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't beat that. So I'm just going to just gonna just nod wistfully. There you go. A perfect response for uh, an audio podcast. <laughs> I am actually nodding as well while I'm saying that. <laughs> Outstanding. Great work. Great work. How are uh, you doing? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. Everything is hanging lower and lower each day. It seems it's uh, a worrying. You can get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Honestly, at yeah. some point they're going to start grazing the toilet water. I'm sure. Seriously. <laughs> and, that, that, and that's when you stand up the pee. You know. Yeah, it's terrible. Oof. I need like <laughs> need like a little hammock down there. Honestly. Well, you, you, there are those new um, boxer shorts that have come out. Where they they do have a little, they've got a built-in hammock for these nuts. Is that right? That sounds like a good idea. Mm. Mm. Yep. So there's like a little like pouch for the chap, and then um, his buddies sit in a little kind of nest thing. Mm. Yeah. Sounds tremendous. What are these? What are these marvels of modern technology called? Underpants, uh, but like the special underpants, <laughs> like the, um, the like the really really good ones. Um, I'm, I don't know what they're called, and I wasn't really paying that much attention uh, when it was on the internet. Um, who, who knows? I, I can't even. I, was it on TV? Have I dreamt this? Is it something that I really, really want that doesn't <laughs> exist? Uh, I've had one of those weeks. It's, it's been a funny one. Um, but uh, I tell you what, when I find out more information, I will. you'll be the first person I tell. There we go. Uh, yep, fantastic. Sounds great. Sounds so. So, what you just searched up special pants on the internet? Uh, Is that how you got them? Uh, um, yeah, uh, it, it might have been knickers. Uh, I, I, I don't. Hang on, I'll I'll check the internet now. No, nah, there's nothing. Um, how how many times do you reckon people have just Google searched the word knickers? Do you reckon it's a, a high frequency search? <laughs> do you reckon that's <laughs> It's a lonely widower, you know, he's in his house, he's been to the pub for a couple of jars, he's come home and sits down at the computer niggas. and fires it. Goes into Google, just types in niggas. He's hoping to get to, like, the Little Woods lingerie pages. <laughs> <laughs> Little Woods catalogue. That was that was the only source of uh, pornography that I had access to up until the age of, like, 23. Um, yeah. Yeah. Happy days. 20, 23? Oh, no, well, I'm joking. 23. 
<laughs> then I moved on to the K's catalogue, which was uh, a little bit more raunchy because they had um, the see through ah. section. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gotta love that see through section. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. Best oh. bit. Best bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly better than the Edinburgh Woolen Mill catalogue, that. <laughs> <laughs> the sweater shop catalogue. No. <laughs> Slim picking. Slim picking. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the slimmest of pickets. <laughs> oh, look, look at that tweed. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a loose weave. How loose is that weave? <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Right, shall we get down to business? Sure, sure. So, um, as you thought of this topic, Johnny, why don't you introduce what to... Well, actually, we should probably remind everybody, for those of you listening who are unfamiliar, essentially, Johnny and I have come up with our top five in a, a given category, normally a slightly convoluted category, not like top five biscuits, although that is a difficult category. Well, let's not go down that road. Oh, um, I, mean, I, I mean, you have to define what a biscuit is, first of all. Uh, I mean... Does wafer count? Great question. Uh, does it matter? Why would you have wafer in the top five well, biscuits? I mean, like, like let's say I particularly wanted a, a pink wafer because it, it, it's in the biscuit section, um, but does not contain biscuit. It contains wafer. And then you've got things like, well, what about a timeout, which is like a chocolate-covered wafer or a... Um, like it doesn't contain biscuits. So when you say chocolate biscuit, it's not as easy as you initially think, would it? No, no. I think that's more of a sweet snack. But um, I've got to say, I'm disappointed you put pink wafers in there. No, no, no. That was, that was just an example. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a the pink wafer wouldn't come anywhere near my top five biscuits. Um, but it doesn't contain biscuit. But would that, yeah, would, would that be allowed to, to be in? No, I don't think so. It's a sweet snack. It's a sweet snack. Sweet snack. Sweet snack. Sweet snack. Johnny, Johnny, sweet snack Arnold. <laughs> I've seen your Tinder profile. I know what's on there. What's on your grinder profile? It <laughs> used to be um, Johnny Pink Wafer um, Arnold, but then I had to change it because it just. It's not, not a biscuit, is it? It's not a biscuit, yeah. And obviously that is one of the rules of Tinder, that you have to have biscuits in your, in your profile. <laughs> I was, I was going to go for the obvious ginger nut, but it was too obvious. So too obvious. Yeah, and to be honest, I'm not sure I'm not sure you want people thinking about your sweaty balls on a, on a dating no. app. It's not what you want, is it? First impression. No, that's no, good. Right. Well, um, question is, why are they called ginger nuts? Because they don't contain nuts. Great question. No, no. Mm. Did they used to? Don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah. mm. Next time we do one of these, I'll give you the history of the Gary Baldy biscuit. It's a great biscuit. It's one of the best. Oh, it, but... it's, it's a it's a great biscuit. It can it's good for dunking. It's got a, a crunch to it. It's got the the. It's one of your five a day. Um, a very very underrated biscuit, I think. And as a bonus, the little raisins in there are small enough that when you are a child and your uncle tells you they are, in fact, dead flies, you might believe him. 
of course, and any uncle worth his salt would would teach a child that. <laughs> well, my, my uncle certainly did. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> It's a stand. It's a standard. Standard. Um, it's like right of passage, really. Mm, mm. I've got to say, didn't dissuade me. Still liked them. Oh yeah. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if anything, it was rather cool. Yeah, I'm eating flies. Mm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, what is today's topic, Johnny? Well, uh, seems like you chose the one for last time, which uh, was was very good. Um, what the hell was it? Oh, a top five superpowered TV and film characters. Yeah, was that it? Yeah, and I thought yeah. that was excellent, really, really good. Um, and straight away I started thinking about um, what I was going to pick for for my turn, and and it, and and I gave it a lot of thought because I've I've thought about this before, um, and it is the top five films that should be remade. Okay, it's a good top five. Yeah, I, I I think so. It's it's. Uh, I've been pondering on this quite a lot um, uh, for for the last week or so. So just uh, and kind of again got about ten different options and then whittled it down. Um, but uh, anyway, I've got them. I've got my five. Have you got you, you've got five? Right, this is the top five. Yep, yep. I've got five. I've got five. I find it quite tricky to be honest. <clears throat> so I was sort of. I was thinking about it and trying to figure out which criteria to use. And it's like, if it's a really good film, then you probably don't need to remake it. It's, it's uh-huh. a really old film. And it kind of, like, for, for, for example, I, I considered but didn't put in um, Where Eagles Dare. It doesn't even go in the honorable mentions, really. Because right. it doesn't, I don't think it needs to be remade. It's, it's of its no, time. No. And, and there would be no value added by, by remaking it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I found that, you know, which criteria to use? Is it films that were a bit disappointing and you think ah, yeah. if it was a better job? Done? And I've got a few of those. Uh, I find I've got quite a few of those. Uh, or is it just films that you'd like to see a new spin on? Or is it? Well, I mean, because when there's been a lot of films that have been remade, like Total Recall, Robocop. Uh, Ghostbusters. Why the hell did they do redo Ghostbusters? I just, I just don't know. Because all of those films were good films. They were mm. all of their time. Um, Robocop did not work in the 21st century, um, unlike when it was made in the 80s, because then it was a plausible idea when, when the, the entire greed is good thing. Like, like Robocop didn't work in when it was remade, the concept of it only worked in the 80s. It, it wouldn't have worked now. So, and and, and, and this idea of, uh, and yeah, you're completely right. So it's like films that um, were a really good premise, but just weren't executed well, or there might have been a really good, um, like, first half, and then it, it peters away to the second half, or there's some stupid plot, um, device that just does not work. Um, I mean, a lot of mine are basically compared to the book that they were made on. Ah, like I see. Yeah, so that's that's cropped up into a couple of mine as well. Oh, just but, as a digression, just as a digression, <laughs> have you have you seen the our RoboCop remake? The, the the what RoboCop remake? It's called our RoboCop remake, and basically they've got a whole bunch of different 
creators to remake scenes from Robocop. Is that the one where the guy gets shot in the dick? Yeah. <laughs> All of the guys get shot in the like there's, there's a lot of dicks getting shot. Because yes. that was that was frankly breathtaking. <laughs> that was amazing, wasn't it? It was amazing. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. And and I certainly wasn't unhappy by the end of it. And I just thought <laughs> number one, I've I've never really seen that many dicks. It was a lot of dicks. And then they were been shot. Like, <laughs> shot dick. <laughs> that was, was hilarious. There was a bit of like, oh god, my teeth were like really grinding here because oh that's awful. Is that is that what it looks like when that happens? If a, if a bullet was to sever a dick, that's what it's that's awful. Just and it, it kind of made me wince, but then then I was laughing as well, and I just thought, can we not get more? And then they did. <laughs> so many more dicks and dicks everywhere. So many dicks. <laughs> and someone who worked on that would have had to have placed an order for like. 60 prosthetic dicks. At least 60. At least and then 60. Maybe, maybe some test ones. <laughs> Stunt dicks. Stunt dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was just amazing. I think it's like scene 20 from the Hour Robocop remake. If you haven't seen it, I recommend that you do. Oh, God, yes. Don't, don't, don't watch it with your parents around um, no. at any age. Um, <laughs> Because you'll just never be able to explain it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's uh, it's astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> right, so top fives. Now, I went first last time, so I think that you should go first this time. All right, fair enough. Okay, so... Oh, there um, you go. There you go. So, uh, when I was initially thinking about this, <clears throat> the first one that came to my mind was, was June. Um, because, you know, love her book. I uh, enjoyed yep. the, the original version of June. It's flawed, um, but it's still, still very enjoyable. But then I thought, well, hang on a minute. We don't need a remake because we've got a remake coming. And it might be presumptuous yeah. to, you know, say, you know, we need a remake when there's already one happening. So I left that one out. Then I was thinking back, thinking about films that I'd enjoyed. Maybe just thinking about them uh, in a sort of more contemporary is that well maybe it's not contemporary that sounds overly pretentious but just so just think about films that i thought were great at the time but maybe not so great now i think the one that really stood out to me was the first uh, x-men film so Ooh. at the time i really enjoyed it i thought it was great fun but looking back it's not great looking back at it sort of <laughs> yeah through the prism of modern uh, superhero films i think it's it's quite flawed and it'd be great to remake that um you know, I mean, not 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 that any of the more recent X Men films have been any good. I watched uh, I watched X Men uh, Apocalypse the other day. Oh, it's really, it really bad. It's so bad. It was really bad. It was oh. I mean, there were little bits I mean, that I enjoyed. There was a bit in the start where a guy got turned into a cube, and that was quite funny. Um, yeah, but um, it was terrible. It was really yes, awful. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the, there were bits of. Uh, the first X-Men film, having been an X-Men comic fan, I used to buy the comics when I was a kid. Seeing that first film, it was it was oh, so disappointed. Second one was better. Third one was... I still made my mind up on the third one. And then they just got like weirder when they got the X-Men Origins thing. Um, oh, just... mm. um, then, then First Class, there were elements of First Class that I thought were brilliant, but then it was overall shit. Um, and... 
Um, then all of the uh, Wolverine's just been done to death. Uh, yeah. But then, like um, Logan was good. I really enjoyed yeah, Logan. Yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Because and, and I just thought, why if they'd have started off with that kind of idea about it, it would have been so much better. But instead, they made it look like uh, like a nineties TV series or something like that. Oh, it was it was nah. um, the whole franchise needs to be redone. Well, I think it will now, now that it's going to be part of the Marvel Universe. Well, that's, um, yeah, very that, true. Yeah. That's a positive, positive thing. Um, so is, is that your first one then, X-Men? So no, that didn't, that didn't make my top five. Um, oh, it didn't make it? No, I, I, thought, I thought some other ones that I think I would prefer to see remade. And I think the final ones that I'm going to have as honourable mentions are episodes one, two, and three from Star Wars, because they were all fucking shit. And they could be so much better. But yes, yeah. But at the at this point, I don't. I mean, does the world need any more Star Wars films? I'm not sure that they do. And again, I think I've got films that I'd rather see remade first. So my first one, and it's a film that you know, um, when it was um, when it was being developed, and you know, when it was on its way out, it was quite an exciting prospect. And you think, oh, this could be good. You know, there was a little bit of controversy surrounding it. The, uh, one of the, uh, you know, one of the, some of the actions taken by one of the lead actors, which is tremendous. But then when it came out, it was ultimately pretty disappointing, you know. And, and I felt mm. let down by it, to be honest with you. And that film is Terminator Salvation. Right, T- Terminator Salvation of. Yep. Of all of the films that have ever been made, you're going to pick Terminator Salvation. Yep, I am. Because I think it's, you know, it's the idea of, so, you know, in the other Terminator films, you know, we, we've been mm-hmm. chased around by the T-800 and the T-1000, and it's been, it's been great. You know, T- Terminator and Terminator yep. are fantastic. But they're always, there's always this shadow of they're doing it to, say, John Connor, who's this amazing leader in this terrible mm-hmm. apocalyptic future. And then now you're going to get a film which shows you this amazing leader in this ah, right. future. Well, that sounds fantastic. I want to see that. I want to be part yes, of that ride. You know, that sounds amazing. But it's just unfortunate that A, they hired McGee, and B, <laughs> it was in the period of time where Hollywood had decided that Sam Worthington was a leading man. When he oh, is- oh, my God. What? Sam Worthington? What's... He was... Oh, just... Endless films of disappointment. And he is a charisma vacuum. He, I'm sure he's lovely, but I don't want to see him on screen. I, I love Christian Bale. No. I thought he was, you know, he gave a great performance. And there are elements of the film that I thought were tremendous. Um, you know, but ultimately, it was a bit of a mess. It was a bit mishandled. You know, I mean, Anton Yelchin as, um, as, 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 um, as Kyle Reese is great. He's, he's young mm. and he's terrified and all the rest of it is superb but not Sam Worthington and not McGee not Sam Worthington. and make some better choices there. and it could have been it could have been so good it could have been so what, good what's, what's McGee's actual name uh, I think it is Darren McDickhead um, <laughs> they, they changed it because that people, I mean people didn't like it no <laughs> It's um, it's a shit name for a shit director. Um, who 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 makes his name is Joseph saw... Joseph McGinty Nickel. That's his name. McGinty Nickel. Why is it like 
McGinty's better, isn't it? Yeah. Surely than McGinty. Joe, Joe McGinty. Joe McGinty. That's a much better. Joe, Joe McGinty. He sounds like the guy who, like, that he sits at the end of the bar that no one else kind of goes near in some Glaswegian dive pub. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, a New York bar. Talking to himself. All right. Hey, you, uh... Oh no! <laughs> you need somebody picking up. You better talk to Joe McGinty. Oh hey, Joe hey. McGinty over there. Yeah, that guy, man. You you gotta watch that guy. <laughs> you know, I hear he likes to wrap the buddies in chicken wire so when they stink, nothing ever floats up, or nothing big enough to make an identification. Anyway, that's what I hear. <laughs> But no, he calls himself McGee, a poor choice. As, as I mean, his directorial, directorial career would suggest a lifetime of poor choices. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's my that's my first one. I, I mean, I would have loved it because I mean, the first two Terminator films are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. They are just almost flawless. And well, so, so, like you, you'd you'd leave Terminator Three as it is. And then go to Terminator Salvation. I forgot about Terminator 3. What happens in Terminator 3? Most people have. It's fucking terrible. It's just shit, isn't it? But the thing about Terminator 3 is you don't need to remake Terminator 3 because you've seen Robot comes back from the future to try and take out young John Connor. We've done that and it's perfect. What we want to see is we want to see the future where John Connor is fighting back against the robots and maybe winning. Maybe winning. Or or maybe winning, yeah. That's what we want to see. We don't want to see more going backwards. Mm. You know, you've, 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 you know, we've saved John Connor twice, mm. and it was fantastic. So let's, let's let's find out what we want. You know, that's what we want to see. But they fucked it. They totally yeah. fucked it. And it was the third. The third one is where they recreate the "I want your clothes, your boots, and the keys to your motorcycle." Where he goes into a gay bar and he takes the same clothes off uh, a male yeah. stripper, and he's got the funny glasses. Um, yeah, he's got like the. Uh, Rocket Man glasses because yeah, uh, I think that's the truck they used on the on the trailer. It was awful. It was just it was just so bad. And when I was a kid and I saw Terminator Two, and I, I wanted to see more of the the futuristic thing. So you, the the little kid in me is screaming, "Yes, I want to see that futuristic war of humans fighting back against these horrendous like killing machines." Mm, exactly right. It could but, be amazing. But, but but the adult in me is thinking you've put that in your top five. I've I've put that in my top five. And just wait right. wait till you see what's next. Ooh, okay, there we go. Let's, let's move on. So coming up next, we've got we've got Troy. You, you've got what? Troy. Troy. Oh, Troy. Yeah. I thought you said Freud. No, no, um, Troy. I, I was just thinking, my mother, what? No, a Troy. <laughs> yeah, Troy. Troy. Right, an amazing, an amazing tale, you know, one of the oldest stories there is. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. the Iliad and all that kind of thing. Wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. uh, millions spent on recreating the city. Astonishing, like, swords and sandals battles. It'd be fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it was shit. But it was shit. It was shit. <laughs> it was a massive disappointment. I mean, you had you had fucking you had Brian Cox. You had Brian Cox. I think Sean, Sean Bean's Bean. in it. 
Brad Pitt. Yeah, Sean, Sean Pitt was Banner. Theseus, who's the yeah. best character in it. You know, is it is it Diane Kruger? She in it or Diane Kruger? Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, even what's his name, uh, Orlando Bloom, was vaguely likable in that. I think it's the only film that I've actually watched and just thought, you know, he's okay. Yeah, I thought, I thought Eric, he played it real well. I thought it was good. Eric, Eric Banner, my favourite thing, when, when that film was out, Eric Banner was on the Jonathan Ross show. And Jonathan Ross said, um, what was it like working with Brad Pitt? And and, and Banner, so, uh, Banner was saying, oh, it's, yeah, it's, he's, an, he's a nice guy and I get on with him quite well. Um, and then uh, Ross said, I, I think that you're better looking than Brad Pitt. And Eric Banner's face lit up. And he's like, oh, mate. And he was so happy and so made up that Jonathan Ross thinks that he's uh-huh. better looking. That's cool. Than Brad Pitt. And he was just so happy about it. And you could tell by the look on his face because everyone would be saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you're working with Brad Pitt. Isn't he dreamy? Uh. And then, yeah, but no, I think Banner's better than uh, Pitt in terms of looks. And, 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 and I think, you know what, he's good. I, I, like, I like Banner in that. And the, the acting from some of them was good. Um, That's the thing. You've got some great actors in there. You've got you know, some great actors. Great setting. It's just somehow it went horribly wrong. And what I'd like it to see, horribly shit. It just I, I would horribly. like to see the version of that film where it goes horribly right, and it's really fucking amazing. <laughs> That's what I want to. Mm. That's why it's the next one in my top five because I want to see the version of Troy that keeps fucking ass. It's got amazing battle scenes, and it's not like. I want to see it where it's it's you know it's got a slightly higher age rating, so it's bloody as fuck. Because nobody in Troy bleeds just by getting arrowed to shit, you know. Yeah, it's good point. over the place, and there's there's you know not even the merest hint of jam anywhere, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, not... a bit raspberry jam, you know, a bit raspberry jam. And, and, yeah, I mean, it would be foolish to use jam in that kind of heat. You're going to attract insects, but I mean, yeah. I, oh yeah. But that's what I want. I want to see the bloody version of Troy that was done well and fucking works because it's a great classic tale and it could have been amazing and it should have been amazing. Everybody was so clean cut though. Mm. It should have been think... grizzled as fuck. Yeah, it should, it should have been. It should be more like 300 where it's kind of like dark and like gritty and like... Everyone like people a actually... Yeah, and, and people get scratches and they're, they're tired and they're malingering because they're, they're besieging the, uh, the, uh, the the city of Troy and all that. Yeah, that, that, I, I, I think that's... I, I've never even thought about Troy, to be honest. It's not, I think I just tried to block it from my memory. Um, I went to see, I'm, sure, I'm sure I went to see that in the cinema. Oh, yeah. And I've seen it once. I've not, I've not seen it since. I saw it in the cinema and I wanted to love it and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I didn't like it. It was bad. <clears throat> So yeah, it's bad. So that's bad. that's my that's my second. I mean, obviously, of course, these are in no no particular order. Oh yeah, no particular. They never are. No, no. So up next, we've got okay. a film again. A film that I really, really, really wanted to be good. It's a film that had been discussed for years. I don't know, maybe fifteen years as a possible uh, as a possible film, and a film with so much potential. A film that could have been, should have been, ought to have been, the world deserved it to have been amazing. But again, was shit. And that is Batman versus Superman. It was so bad. Oh, okay. So we've got, that's, I mean, much more recent. Um, mm. 
Right, okay. I, uh, I want that to be remade into the good version of that film. I don't want the shitty version where, oh yeah, they both got, they both mums are called Martha. That's funny, isn't it? That's weird. Oh, <laughs> imagine that. Turns out having the same name mum saves the world. Fuck. Shocking. Martha! Um... I mean, personally, I mean, you know my my views on Batman and Superman. That if if it was real, the fight would have lasted seconds, as Superman from a distance just melted Batman's face. There you go, well, finished. He would have Batman homelanded him, wouldn't he? He would just keep fucking laserized. He would have, he would have homelanded him if if he's got any any balls. He, that's what he would have done. Um, I mean, it was, it had so much potential, and, it, and there was so much shit. It was so it was, bad. It was bad. You know, and fucking Batman's out here murdering guys like left, right, and center. That's fucked up. You know, and that's that's not Batman. No, exactly. I didn't mind the fight between Batman and Superman. I didn't really want to see a fight between Batman and Superman because, like you say, ultimately there's only ever one winner in that fight, and it's not Batman. <laughs> I know. I mean, I love Batman. I think he's fantastic. He's one of the greatest comic character, one of the greatest characters, full stop, that's ever been created, in my opinion. Uh, but he's not being Superman. Superman's fucking unreal. He has all of the powers. You know, he's got all of them. He has all of the powers. I mean, it's ridiculous. He is a super man. I mean, he's not got a very original name, let's be fair. <laughs> he's, no. he's got all the superpowers, so he's Superman. <laughs> oh, well done. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. Good job, yes. Clark. I mean, they must have spent literally seconds coming up with that. Um, <laughs> that name. Um, what are we going to call this guy? He's going to have lots of superpowers. Superman? Yeah, okay, right, put it down. Yeah, that's it, sold. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. There's a woman here. She's really wonderful. What are we going to call her? Superwoman? No, we just had super. We just had super. We can't have any more super. <laughs> Terrific woman? Oh, that doesn't fucking work, does it? That's stupid. Ter- York, terrific, yeah. Above average woman? No, that, that, that could, that's half of women, isn't it? Uh, when you think about it. <laughs> that's Although there was there was one bit in Batman versus Superman that I really liked, and it's when uh, Supes has been hit with kryptonite stuff, and then Batman's punching him in the face, but then his powers come back, come back, and those punches just just are so ineffectual. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, that is pretty fun. <laughs> And like you say, yeah, that's the thing. That's sort of a glimpse of the potential of what could have been, should have been yeah. an amazing film. But it was just crap. And, you know, there's a lot of fuss at the moment, isn't there, about the, the Zack Snyder version of Justice League that's coming out. Of yes, there is. A yeah. four-hour version of Justice League. I mean, that seems, seems excessive. <laughs> I'm not sure. It, it does, uh, it does a bit. I'm not sure the world needs four hours of Zack Snyder. It sounds like you're going to get a headache. <laughs> yeah. And and bearing in mind that half of that time is going to, well, probably more than half, is going to involve um, Batman. But I, I guess at first I thought, you know what, Batfleck. Um, don't mind. I, I don't. I don't mind. No, I don't mind. Yeah, it's yeah. Just been a shit film. Yeah, and and I think that's that's really spoiled him his his run as as Batman. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I would have loved to have seen him in a good, like a you know, he's obviously. You know, an older Batman, and he's tired, fed up, yeah. and fucked off. I would have liked to have seen like um, you know, the the Dark Knight Returns. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's like an adaption of that kind of Batman, 
Oh, right, yeah. I, no, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Mean, like, like, one of the greatest. I mean, obviously, Frank Miller problematic now, but The Dark Knight Returns is a yeah. wonderful <clears throat> Um And it would have been great to see something like, like that kind of Batman, but that's not really what we got. We just got angry, drunk, murder Batman, which is not what we... <laughs> you know. Well, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the film called Batman versus Superman like the dawn of justice or the birth of justice yeah, or something like that? Am I getting that right? Yeah. I mean, that, 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 like, Bats versus Soups would have been better, I think, um, than, than that entire, like, the birth of the creation of justice or the foundation of justice or whatever it was. It's like, uh, I wonder what this is leading to. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I wonder. And also, yeah. hinging the film on the fact that they both have mums called Martha. But yeah, it's just not. He's about to straight up murder Superman because it's not clear why he's doing that. It's a bit on, uh, on that yeah. one. And then, oh, but I won't do that because your mum was also called Martha. Oh, you must be a good guy. Yeah. That doesn't matter how that works. You know, if rob it, we must be related. Like, yeah. Oh well, you, you can't you can't rob that bank. Oh, but ah, my mum's called you know whatever. Oh, that's the same name as my mum. You must be a good guy. Oh, okay, carry on. No? How is it silly? You're not going to sort of... No one who speaks German can be evil. Um, <laughs> it's... Also, that, that film utterly wasted Doomsday. Yeah. And that was just... Because Doomsday... It was awful. Yeah, it was, it was like a waste of... Although Wonder Woman popping up at the end was was quite nice, I thought that was nice. The three of them. Yeah, she know. was fun. It was coming. Yeah. Well, we talked about this last time, didn't we? Wonder Woman eighty four. I'm massive disappointment because otherwise Wonder Woman in the other films that she did, really fucking good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I I have enjoyed all of them. Um, I mean, I can just stare at her. You know, she's a she's a very pretty lady. Except when she's singing, imagine all the people. Because that was. <laughs> That was not a good choice. So, Batman versus Superman, interesting one to, to remake. Would you would you recast it? Uh, no, because I think Henry Cavill's amazing. Uh, I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would do almost anything for Henry Cavill, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think, as you said, Batflex is fantastic. Um, you know, Gal Gadot's good. I, I didn't mind Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I would have liked him really? honed it down a little bit because he was a little bit OTT. But I thought it was an interesting choice. Yeah. And I just, he just went, like, sort of turned it up a couple of notches too far. And I want to just bring mm. it down a little bit, bring it down just a little bit, but keep the same sort of energy. That's what I want. But I didn't mind him. But like Jesse Eisenberg, he's a very good bad guy. Yeah. Um... He is an insufferably smug I... prick. It's very believable that he's an insufferable smoke break. Yeah, the 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 uh, social network. He was the smuggest of the prickest, yeah. and he really oh Jesus, what a deplorable character he played in that. that that's brilliant. That's the performance we needed. We needed Mark Zuckerberg. Lex yes, Lisa. we needed Mark Zuckerberg. Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Zuckerberg yeah. as Lex Luthor. That would have been fantastic. That would have actually yeah, that would have been really really good. That would have improved it a lot. So that was my third choice. So, yeah, yeah, my fourth yeah. choice, another fairly recent one, um, Avengers Age of Ultron. Because, again, a lot of potential. 
Right? And it's just crap in it. I watched it again the other day. It's really bad. It's got some good bits in it. It, it has got some good bits. of that potential, but fuck, it's awful. Oh, and what's, what's worse is apparently Joss Whedon is just the worst person. This is disappointing. Uh, I mean, you know, not to, not to underplay it, because apparently he's really terrible. But it's just crap. There's so much of that film that is just. See, I, I, I think, I think there are worse Marvel films. There are worse than... Marvel films. I agree. I completely agree. But I don't really care about Thor one, or Thor two, or Iron Man three. Whereas I really wanted Avengers two to be really good, and it was shit. And that's why it's the remake one mm. because I wanted a very, very, you know, like there's potential there. And Avengers 1 is flawed, but was a pretty fun film. And you want to build on it. Avengers 1, I, I, I thought, was, was excellent. I thought it was really good. And you want, to, you want to build on that with Avengers 2, but it was just a mess. It was just muddy and muddled and just was all over the place. It was just like... And, and they made Tony Stark into a fucking a straight-up supervillain, more or less, didn't they? You know? Maybe yeah, he's a bit of a... Can I have another go? Well, hang on a minute. Just did this, and it fucking didn't work, and it made it really bad. The way you do it again, you're quite smart. What are you doing here? It doesn't make any sense. And obviously, I can't, I can't see, have him play it all song because he wasn't really in the Marvel universe then. So Tony Stark and all the rest hmm. of it, blah 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 blah. But you know, I like the fact that Ultron has elements of of Tony Stark's personality. So I don't mind that so much because the good intention was there to create that thing in the first place. But you know, and I think it's just it, to then to do it a second time doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing this? It's, you're a smart guy. You fucked up already. So I'm going to fuck it up again less than 48 <laughs> hours later, are you? That's just nonsense. Oh. See, the, the thing with, with Age of Ultron is I, I, looking at it now, it's fine because I can. I can forget about because I recently watched all 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 of the Marvel films, um, MCU films. I watched them all over the course of a few weeks, and um, and I was reminded about how bad Thor one was, and the first Captain America wasn't particularly great, um, and Iron Man three was a bit of a waste of time. Iron Man two, um, but I don't really care about those because I can forget about them. Because I, they were all building up to Endgame mm. and Ultron. I guess I see Age of Ultron as just a way of getting Scarlet Witch in um, and Vision, because um, it, it, it's, it was it was just a, a means to get more people in, so that when it comes came to the the culmination, so I, I would I would put Age of Ultron uh, in the same category as the one. I actually thought two, uh, and Captain America one and Iron Man two and three, as they were there, just as uh, like building blocks, moving up towards the the end point or end game in this case. So um, 
I mean, I, I would be more inclined to remake Captain Marvel, which was awful. Did you think I really enjoyed Captain Marvel? I, I thought it was. I thought it was terrible. Brie Larson was badly cast. Um, I don't really know what kind of direction she was given, but it was piss poor. Um, and again, I, I tolerated that film because it would in, it, that was the way of introducing her because I knew she was going to turn up in Endgame. That's interesting. So I really like Captain it, it, Marvel. I thought it was great fun. I really and I really like Brie Larson as well. I thought she was tremendous. I thought. Oh no! I thought she was as wooden as a fucking cabinet. She was terrible. Oh, I don't know. I, that's, that's interesting. No, I, I thought she was great. Um, I thought she was. You know, she didn't. Because I, I was concerned where you know there's the bit where Jude Law uh, is sort of he's got sort of sway over her and you think oh I know it's going to be one of those yeah. scenes where you know, like you know manipulates her and she does the wrong thing but then she just fucking kicks his ass love that I thought fucking yeah. fantastic <laughs> and I just I really liked uh, I really liked her in the role I really liked the character and her interactions with the people around her were very fun uh, and obviously Ben Mendelsohn's there so that's tremendous young Samuel L. Jackson was fun. The fucking cat, not the cat, was he called? The flurkin. That was great. The flurkin. You know, and it wasn't, it wasn't an excessively, you know, complicated plot. There's bad guys. They're a bit tricky. They're trying to do a bad thing. The people that you thought were also bad guys, not so bad. They're just running away and then we get to the end. Fantastic. Great. Yeah. yeah. It was a fun, (laughs) enjoyable comic book movie. You know, it wasn't the greatest movie ever. No, absolutely not. But it was fun. And it moved along. For me, for me, she was bordering on Mary Sue kind of character. Like, like she can do everything. She can. She can't be stopped. She was a bit. Um, a, a, and then OP, she, as the kids say. she was a bit OP, but that's all right. Sometimes it's mm. uh, in a lot of these Marvel films. There's never really that much peril for the characters. Have you think? Because no. you know they're going to be in more films. So there's. It's very rare that you get. Yes. You think, oh, they might actually die here. It doesn't really matter that she's overpowered, I don't think, because that's not the universe that we're, we're operating. Yeah. Well, then, like, I, I, like, like my point would be, then let's apply that, uh, apply that to Age of Ultron, because Age of Ultron is, well, it's it's fine. Like, it's, we can forget about it. We don't need to remake it because it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's got all of the characters in it. We get two new ones. Yeah, I think. I think um, I would argue, though, that it's not okay. It's shit. <laughs> In that case, then you need to look at other Marvel films that were truly shit, like first Captain America, Whoa, uh, which was... Uh, that, I mean, That is not shit. That's a good film. That's a lot of fun. It, it's, it's not good. Well, okay, the, the, the Thor yeah. 1, Iron Man 3. Thor 1's not great. Thor 2's worse. Thor 2's so, probably worse. Uh, I... Of all the Marvel films, uh, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's so 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 terribly bad. Boring. Why boring. why not remake those? Because I don't I don't really care yeah, about the Thor but... films up until Ragnarok. They don't really have much of an impact on sort of you know thinking about the Marvel universe as a whole. They exist. I'm not that bothered. I'm not that interested. I don't mind Thor as a character. He's an interesting character as we've talked about. But I just I don't know if we need to remake them. It doesn't matter that they're not very good. Whereas with the Avengers films, they're the, the tent poles of the whole Marvel universe. So they need to be good. They need to be strong. And if they're shit, then I think that's more of a problem. Mm. Not convinced. Yeah. I, I, I just think 
No, I'm not convinced. I, I think that would be a bit of a waste of time because by the time you've got Captain America 3, they've learned from those mistakes. They've turned that into a better Avengers mm. film. So let's just, let's just, let, let, let's just, you, you don't have to watch Age of Ultron again. It's fine. If, if you just went from one to three in terms of the Avengers, like from Avengers 1 to Captain America 3, yeah, you're fine. That's it. That's, that's, that's just it. You can't skip it because there's so much important stuff that happens to Tony Stark. The whole reason why he's on the side of the Sokovia Accords that he is is because of what he did in Age of Ultron. So you need that film to be good because it carries such a lot of emotional weight and character development for Tony Stark that affects the later films. Oh, I see where you're coming from. That's interesting because all I think about is the terrible robot that's got far too much personality uh, for a robot. But then, um, I, I would have oh. preferred Ultron. I, I would have preferred Ultron to have been more like a um, a Cyberman, to be honest, like he's in the comics. But I mean, in the in the you know the the, you know, the guilt from from creating Ultron is is the impetus for so much of what Tony Stark does for the rest of his time in the MCU. Really, I think that's crucial. I see. I, I think there's more of an impact from the um, the, the the first one uh, about him, like the the um, for the first time putting himself before other mm. people. Um, but I mean, yeah, but I, I see where you're coming from. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. Um, but all of all of that stuff with um, Tony Stark, it happens anyway. So. Um, I, don't, I, would, I wouldn't really think that we need to remove but without, But without Ultron, I don't feel like he is in favour of the Sokovia... Well, you don't need the Sokovia Accords without Ultron, right? You know, that, that, that doesn't happen. So you don't get Civil War. So you don't get this rift in the Avengers. So they're not divided in split. When, when Thanos turns up, they're together, they're united. And then it's a different outcome, potentially. But in... Uh, Captain America three. No one, no one barely mentions Ultron. He 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 talks more about the the kid who was killed in Lagos and um, by um, Scarlet Witch. No, yeah, that's true. But the whole reason why you know they they called the Sokovia Accords because of what is because it's because of, of what were happening. And in he's, clearly, he's clearly carrying but... a huge amount of personal guilt for creating Ultron, which then caused this huge death and destruction in Sokovia. You know, it's, it's, it weighs on him. Think. Yeah, but Sokovia is the issue there, not Ultron. Yeah, but, yeah, so, Sokovia. like, Ultron's never referred no, you don't need to again. Because you don't get the Sokovia issue without Ultron. Sokovia doesn't fly on its own. It only flew because of Ultron. Yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you've convinced me that it's uh, um, a good reason to remake the film and make it better. But you've not convinced me that of all of the films ever made, that one should be in, in a top five. Fair enough. So my final choice is slightly different, slightly oh, yeah, different yeah. criteria. So I didn't pick this one because I didn't enjoy the first, didn't enjoy the first version of the film. Uh, I didn't pick this one because I feel like the film is deeply flawed. I just want to see a new version of this that, that fucking kicks ass. I want to see a new Highlander film because... As much as I love Christopher Lambert, as much as I love the first Highlander, I think it's fucking fantastic. But what I would love is a remake of the Highlander film and just, you know, 
bring it up to date, modernize it a little bit, have it exist in, in the world that we live in today. Just any excuse to get more Highlander, and I'm there for it. Fucking love that film. <laughs> and I want another, I want a new Highlander film. Right. And I don't want a sequel. I don't want a remake. I want the first Highlander film. I think the works fantastically well. I think it's absolutely fine. And I just want a new version of, of that. I'm getting very excited because Highlander is the reason I came is up that with right? this. Is that right? It is because Highlander, is, as, as, as long as I can remember, it's, if, if there could just be one film that I could remake, it would be Highlander. If someone said, here's like, 100 and, like $200 million, you can make a film, what are you going to make? Highlander. <laughs> um, and that, that's what it would be. It, it would just be Highlander because the concept was yeah. great. I thought it was a brilliant idea. I love the flashbacks uh, in, into history. I, I, I want more of those. Um, I want to see more of him in different different parts. Because um, Christopher Lambert, like like you said, really like Christopher Lambert, but the dude could barely he'd barely been speaking English, and then he was trying to do a Scottish accent, which most Scottish people mm-hmm. can't pull off. So. Um, I think that we need to get someone who can do accents. We need someone who looks Egyptian or Spanish. Yes, that would be good. That isn't <laughs> a Scotsman. <laughs> the, the weirdest casting of any film yeah, is Highlander. Let's get a Frenchman to be a Scotsman and a Scotsman to be an Egyptian slash Spaniard. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think they, if you're going to recast um, um, uh, Ramirez, and obviously, you have to because Sean Connery's dead. Um, yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> get, get Connery back. I think you know, I think a perfect. I mean, initially, I thought, well, maybe he's recast him as as um, as the main character. But I think it'd be better to have Oscar Isaac as Ramirez. He would be Holy <laughs> shit! I never thought he's of Oscar such a Isaac. Charismatic motherfucker. He's so good. He uh, is. I, Oh, he, he'd, he'd be really good because I was thinking like uh, an aging Antonio mm, Banderas cool. or, or uh, maybe a, a Benicio del Toro, but I think he'd too just weird. be too yeah, weird. Too weird. Um, yeah, he'd, he'd want to, like Ramirez to run around in a, in a pair of Speedos mm. or something like that. And uh, yeah, but oh, Oscar Isaacs is a great choice. I think you make a great point about needing to be able to do the accent. Um, but I think. Christopher Lambert yeah. was, was fun and he was good. Um, but I, he had that sort of, you know, in the first Batman film where Michael Keaton is weird as fuck as Bruce Wayne, which is fair enough because yeah. Bruce Wayne's a weird guy. <laughs> but normally when you see Bruce Wayne portrayed, he's suave and Keaton was just odd. Well, Christopher Lambert has that same oddness, yeah. which is fine. He is, you know, he's been around a long time, <laughs> but I feel like he, he, he was blended yeah. in better. Yeah. And, and I think James McAvoy would be good as you know as the highlander because he's not you know i think it's important you know he's not physically intimidating and mcavoy's not particularly physically intimidating but he's a actor he's got a lot of range no for him and he would be i think he'd be really fun as the main guy i i i because I, I was thinking mcavoy purely for accents because he can do any accent and he's he's brilliant at every single one imagine him doing like because uh, Obviously, he can do a Scottish accent because it's his natural one. But later on, when uh, I think in in is it Highlander? 
three, there's a flashback to when he's in revolutionary mm. France. And uh, so um, I'd, I'd like to include that. Um, I want to see more about World War Two. Um, I, I think that like looking at different countries as he travels around the world, Highlander 3 ends up yeah. in Tibet as well. So it'd be interesting to see him speak in, in Tibetanese. Um, but Tibet, oh yeah, shit, yeah, Tibet. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see him, I'd like doing that. And, and I think he's, he's the kind of actor who'd be able to handle like learning phonetically uh, Tibetanese. <laughs> Um, and I think that would be no. I, I I think McAvoy would be an excellent choice because one of the things I've got. Imagine having like quality fight yeah. choreography, where he's 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 got a samurai sword. So let's have him fighting in a samurai mm. style. That would be cool. Or like using different styles against different opponents, um, because the best one to match that person. I think that'd be absolutely brilliant. Um, and what you thought about? And I would also. Oh, okay. I was, ahead, just, I was obviously recasting the Kurgan as well. And then actually I thought, well, let me get someone older. And I thought, oh, Lawrence Fishburne, he could be good because he's a fantastic actor. And then I thought, oh, maybe a bit too old. And then I thought, well, what about which actor is fucking terrifying? Because in the first film, Fancy Brown is fucking terrifying. It's terrifying. Absolutely there is, there terrifying. is only one actor for me that fits the bill. There is only one actor I consistently find absolutely terrifying when I see him on screen. Michael Shannon. Jesus Christ. He's a fucking cold-hearted motherfucker. He's perfect for the code. He's got to be. Oh! Well, that's interesting. Michael, Michael Shannon. Sheen. I was going to say Michael, Michael Sheen. Sheen. God, no. Michael Shannon. <laughs> I was going to say Michael oh, Sheen. No. <laughs> Look, he, he might he, he, he might be a good Ramirez actually. Nah, he's too fancy. Ramirez, you know, Ramirez yeah. is you know he likes the he likes the fun things in life, but he's fucking double hard bastard. You know, Michael Keane can't really pull that off. I don't think. Yeah. Whereas Michael Shannon, but my, my, Michael Michael Shannon Michael Shannon I think would be would be a very good call. That is, is certainly more grizzled. Um, I, I could see him being utterly like brutal and yeah. ruthless. I th- I think that's a really really good. I, I was thinking Vin Diesel, pure oh, yeah. voice. I mean, too short, though, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's short. Michael, Michael Shannon's tall as um, fuck, isn't he? He's, what does it say? He, he is. Yeah. one point nine nine meters tall. Is that? Feet and inches. I'll find out. No, I think. 0.9. He is 6'2. That's pretty big. A lot bigger than McAvoy. 6'2. Oh, okay. Yeah. And give him some lifts and it'll be, it'll be a giant yeah, exactly. compared to McAvoy. Yeah. You know, because obviously, what the reason that I started, like, like when I saw Highlander, I wanted to see Highlander was because I was a big. Well, Stallone, a Queen fan, of course, yeah. And I would, and I, I wouldn't want to use the same soundtrack. Uh, and, and I would probably think an orchestral score would yeah. probably do better. Um, but I would love to have Muse doing uh, a cover of Princes of That'd the Universe. Good. That would be. Good. I think that would be cool. 
yeah. basically already did, didn't they? With yeah, nice the side, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, which was which was absolutely yeah. brilliant song and very much Highlandery, and I was thinking, you know what, that's that's mm. pretty damn cool. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely include that. Um, I I think Highlander, there's just so much potential with it, and it was limited on the budget, some very strange casting calls. Um, I tell you what, I'd get rid of the love story with Brenda, and I would I would have that time to do more flashbacks and look at. Um, uh, 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 like the Highlander being like a tortured soul as he's seen all these people die and everyone that he mm. gets close to die and, and and how he's truly all alone and like all of the, the trauma of going through all those battles and remembering everything from it and um, I, I would I would have more of a focus on, on him rather than and, and the relationships that he's lost that, that have ended like Ramirez, his mentor his, his, Heather, his first wife and and everything else, and and th- that that's what I would focus on rather than him nobbing some woman who's um, just a terrible. Yeah, I forgot about that part of the plot, to be honest. So I guess we can probably lose yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But setting it in New York, I think, would be mm. fantastic. Um, I, I think I think it'd just be brilliant if we could remake that. So uh, yeah, that's nice. top one for me. Is that, the first, is that the yeah. first one of mine yeah. that you've agreed with? <laughs> uh, it is, and it's the like. top of my list as well. Um, like that, that's that's the one that kind of prompted me to, to think this. So that that shoehorns nicely into my top five. So we've done my first one there, Highlander. Second one, I suppose this is the most modern of all of my five. Um, Again, this is based on a book that was brilliantly done and then it was squashed into a film that was badly done and it is World War Z. Oh, great shout, yeah. Mm. And I, I would love to see it remade, but not as a film. I want to have it remade yeah, as a TV series. Yeah, that would be a series. great idea. Like a even if it's the rewatchable podcast, a ten episode Netflix series. Yeah, a ten episode Netflix series would be great. Uh, even better, HBO get some get some chops behind it. Um, but uh, I think it would absolutely dwarf Walking Dead. I think it, it it's if you focused on the 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 humans rather than um, the because we, we've seen zombie films before. With with mass numbers of uh, zombies, whether they're fast or slow or whatever, but um, World War Z does not focus on zombies, and and this is what um, Walking Dead kind of started to get into. It focuses on on the survivors, um, uh, and and I think that the film just completely missed missed that. Um, it, it it didn't even I, I, I couldn't I couldn't apart from Brad Pitt. I, I can't name any other characters, or like I couldn't even tell you the the, the plot lines of any other characters. Others that um, the Israeli soldier mm. gets her arm chopped off. That that's it. Um, whereas the the book is just filled with these amazing survivors yeah. and their stories, and, and and it would be just fantastic to to see that and have be like a global cast and go all over the place and then focus on these scenarios and, and these different people's stories in different cultures and different parts of the world. Oh, I think it'd be absolutely amazing to do that. And and the film, oh, that, 
I didn't have any of that. I mean, if it was just if it was just a, a zombie film, then that's yeah, what it was I was going to say. Right? As a zombie film, it's pretty fun. It's quite good. There's some moments of like, oh, fuck, yeah, oh, no, like the yeah. bit when they're outside the wall in Israel and they're building a big sort of battle. I mean, mm. some of those bits are really good. But, yeah, I like that. I, I thought I thought that was very good. And um, the, 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 the book was so good. And um, it was its own thing. The book did instead of yeah instead of emulate. I mean, you know, have Brad Pitt instead of being the researcher and all this, but have him be there. Because obviously the, the setup for World War Z is that there's someone going and doing interviews with all of these people that lived through all of this stuff, and he's collecting their information and he's sort of mm-hmm. he's building this this chronology of what happened, this oral history of, of what happened uh, in the zombie outbreak. So you know, have him be that guy and have him see that. You know, have have us see the toll it takes on him to, you know, understand all these stories and hear people's tales and the things that they've been through and like the decimation that goes on in the Russian army and that stuff. Those tales are really fucking tough. And you know, you know, give him a chance to shine and show the the toll it's taking on him, but but make it that anthology of all of the stories of all of these people that lived through this uh, um, just astonishing time in. You know, in history, I think that would be great. Yeah. It would be so impactful. And then, you know, well, I mean, obviously, by the time they got around to making it, it would be hopefully a time when coronavirus had finished. But imagine what said the next yeah, yeah, yeah. huge close to the book was happening now on Netflix. It would be the biggest thing ever. It would, your, it would be absolutely sport, you know, the huge. The mystery at the Cecil Hotel or whatever it was called, you know. <laughs> yeah, Tiger exactly. King. It would be all It would. It would. It would totally be absolutely yeah. incredibly amazing to to have done that in a documentary style. Um, I I just think it would be so good to do that. And and the way that um in in the book Russia ends up as a as a, a, a theocracy. It's run by the the mm. Russian Orthodox Church. Um, and then America just crumbles, and they they lose the eastern seaboard. It just yeah. it's just gone, um, and and uh, and uh, well, Cuba becomes like the the world's superpower, <laughs> um, and there's like the Chinese Civil War and all all of these amazing things that Raj Singh in uh, in India and and how the start a nuclear war between India and Pakistan and. All of that stuff was just so good in the book, and was or just wasn't there um, at all. And, and you, you can't fit it into a film; it's just not possible to do it justice. So you'd, you'd need a, a, a couple of series, maybe to even even a a, a ten series like miniseries would be a ten episode miniseries would would, would be a better shout than a, a two two and a bit hour film where. None of that is is there. Mm. It's such a shame. So that is why it got it's a good on my list. Uh, right, next one. Now this one's a rather grand undertaking, and again, I don't want this to be remade into films. I want this to be a series, seven series, in fact. Harry okay. Potter. Okay, interesting. Hmm. So when the first Harry Potter films were made, they they didn't think that they were going to be able to. They didn't. It was an experiment. They didn't know if a children's book is going to pull in enough to 
to to generate a sequel, let alone seven films that and, and a film made of all of the books, and hadn't even finished writing the series, so they, they didn't know how the books were going to end. They didn't know anything, so they kind of went into it fairly blindly. They had the first, well, first, the first three films were made by the same director, and then they changed, and then there was different cast, and some of the the kids got older, and and the, the chopped out. Um, characters from the earlier books who would go on to have more of a significance in the later books. Um, so now that we've got all of the books, let's do a quality seven series. Each series is one of the books. Um, and yeah, we'll work our way through. We'll um, do it over seven years so that you actually see the kids growing up and they don't jump from being um, like 11 years old in the first one to being 20 odd in the, the final one and have it going along that, that way. And, and let's, that, let's use quality British cast again and a similar setup to um, Game of Thrones. We know where it's going. We know what we're going to do. We don't have to second guess um, how it's, how it's going to end. Um, like like the, the way that the MCU was planned out is so very, very well done. And that's what I would want to happen for Harry okay. Potter. Interesting. Harry Potter. So, I uh, I started reading Harry Potter books with Raph. And, you know, he the first one. I enjoyed oh, the okay. second one. The third one's getting a bit heavier. Fourth one, we, we ploughed on through. Oh, yes. Then we got to the fifth one, um, which is the one with, which is almost Cedric dies, because we read the one after that, and I think we stopped. Is that the, yeah. has he done the fourth one? Or the third one? Uh, he dies. He dies in the. And then there's the. Yeah, the one. He okay, dies and then the there's the one. So yeah. then the one afterwards, Sirius Black dies. In the sorry, so we read yeah. that one, and like I'm reading them, thinking there are bits of this that are a lot of fun, but on the other hand, this kid just gets shot on. Every turn he takes, every time something goes right for Harry Potter, something immediately goes wrong. He's allowed an optimum of like 30 seconds of happiness at any point in the book, and then <laughs> he gets shat on. The poor lad's got fucking PTSD, which nobody mentions or helps him with in any capacity. You know, it's just he's left to suffer. Yep. His friends try and help him, but obviously they don't really know. They're not qualified to help him, they're children. But, and it's just, I've got, I've got a real problem with Harry Potter. And, and Rafferty asked to stop reading it because it was just getting too relentlessly grim. And it is. It's just relentlessly grim. And, you know, I've gone off it quite a lot. When I, when it, you know, first time around, I read all the Harry Potter books, plowed through them. You know, the, the last one, I think I, I got it uh, when the day it came out and then started reading it and then didn't stop reading it until I was finished. I think I read all through the night or something like that. I, I, I did the same. I started, it arrived at half eight in the morning and I finished exactly. at two in so, the morning. You know, not, not, you know, not approaching this as not a fan of Harry Potter. You know, I really enjoyed them. But with oh, a yeah. bit of time and a bit of perspective and, you know, I don't know, maybe he's, maybe he's the parent in me sort of sees this kid just suffering on every page. And I just, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. There's no need to put him through the ringer to such an extent. The books wouldn't be any any worse off if Harry Potter was actually allowed to enjoy himself once in a while. 
he was allowed to have you know, some happiness every so often, apart from eating glimpses of what happiness looks like. You know, I appreciate he's not going to have a normal life. He's embroiled in something pretty heavy, pretty serious. But he loses everyone, everyone that's important to him at some yeah. point in the book. He starts off having lost the people that are most important to him, which is a tough place to be. Living with the Dursleys, who are just horrendous, just awful. You know, he yeah. loses Dumbledore, he loses Sirius. You know, at times he falls out with his friends, so he loses his friends, and he's completely alone. Just, it's just an astonishing amount of loss to pile upon one kid. And, and, and unless you're going to change that, I'm not that interested in revisiting Harry Potter, because it's just, it feels grim for the sake of grim to me at times. It feels unnecessary. And I'm also slightly uncomfortable with some of the ways that Hagrid is dealt with. He's sort of like a, a well-meaning idiot. He's like a pet sometimes. And I, I have a problem with that. And just, I, I, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan anymore. I don't want to see it anymore unless you're going to change that. Both. Now, you see, that's, that's what I like about it because life is not... An easy thing. Life does oh, no, not no, guarantee no, you happiness. Life doesn't guarantee you. So, but the people people who live lives like Harry and, Potter, and, and I think they don't live to see twenty, do they? You know, I mean, fucking hell. <laughs> no, no, the, the, but the fact the fact that he survives in itself is the triumph. That's so he's 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 defeated all of the unhappiness so that he can find happiness. And and he and he truly does that, and I think he's incredibly lucky to do it. By the time he's uh, eighteen, um, and and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to take any of that out of it, um, because I think that there's just so much complexity in there that to to take that out would 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 be to lose an awful lot of the the the, the, the nature of the books because they they are a reflection. Albeit um, in done in a, in a fan, uh, fantasy way, of the what it's like to be to be a kid, and and yes, it, it, it focuses on a kid who's got um, the, the 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 worst of every situation happens, but there are kids out there that that are, that, that that that's like, and this is a way of telling their story that the, the, the there's always someone who's worse off than yourself. Um, and 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 I I think that that's that's fantastic and and I reckon that Rafferty as he gets older might view those books differently potentially yeah I mean potentially but then but I mean look you you view them differently and I reckon if you revisit them in ten years time you might change your mind again not necessarily back to your original thought but yeah you. you, you I mean, that, that's that's part of the, the the Harry Potter books is that there's always something there. It just becomes predictable to some extent. Like you know, there are rare moments where something goes well for Harry Potter, and he's happy, and you know that on the next page that happiness is going to be crushed every time, every <laughs> single time, and I, it's just I just find it unnecessary. I just find it. Oh, I see. I, I I like the fact that eventually there is a happy ending, but 
it's it's going to be a tough slog till you get there, and and you have to earn mm. that happy ending. And I think there's too many times when, um, in films and in books and things like that, where, um, you, you know that the hero is going to survive, and you know that everything's going to be absolutely fine, and and you can tell who's gonna who's gonna survive. Every, like watching Magnificent Seven, you know who's gonna survive and who's not. Um, and any kind of version of that, you can always identify who's going to survive and what have you. Um, but I think with with Harry Potter, there's because and, it, and it's done through the eyes of children as well. I think that it adds a lot more to it, and and definitely that should be remade um, to to reflect that. And and I would probably make it darker than the films were because I think the films got more entertaining, and I was more invested in them. The darkness I mean, they became. I agree that the darkness does um, does sort of drive the plot and it makes it uh, it makes the character interesting. I completely agree with. That. I just yeah, I find the constant shitting on of these characters be just It's like you know um, you know in the more recent Battlestar Galactica TV series, right? It's a great show. It's you know it's, yeah. There's a few missteps in there. It's it's. It's gripping television, oh, yeah. Yeah. right? But the problem is, at no point does any character crack a joke, crack a smile, look happy even for a second. Someone else would need to hunt humanity down. They would have all fucking killed themselves. They're all so miserable. And that's just not <laughs> how it works. That's not how it works. People, people aren't ceaselessly miserable all the time. You know, we, we, you know, you, yeah, no, no, I completely agree, and and, and I think mm, and I, the they did miss that. Sorry, go on. Although, the, there is there is one funny line in Battlestar Galactica, mind, and it's hilarious, and it's where Gaius Boltar is getting really, really angry, and he's trying to threaten somebody, and he's failing miserably, and then he screams, "No more, Mister Nice Gaius." That's funny. That's funny. But, but when it's in like five series. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. For oh, the next yeah, five absolutely. series. And, dark but and that's, horrible that's and, what uh, I have the same problem yeah. with that as I had with, with Harry Potter. It's just, it's relentlessly. But, but there, are, there are bits where people there are, smile and there, there are, are happy bits um, in throughout but Harry it, Potter. But what do you mean? No, 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 I didn't say there are. I said there are. There are, there are bits where people are happy. And there are bits where oh, sorry, so, oh, sorry, I'm so sorry, I and, but right. they last half a page, and then you get, and then they get the, the happiness bits. Someone comes along, and that flat, that little flame's gone out. Well, I tell you what, when when I invest my four million pounds into remaking Harry Potter, um, I I will put some more jokes in there, and and I'll, okay. I'll make the happiness last. I'm time on board. Now. How about that? What's next? <laughs> right. Number four, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Because I thought about this one too. Yeah. Mm. Ah, right. Interesting. Um, I, I, the, I, I enjoyed the it's film, terrible. even though it's it, so it just, it's, it's, ter- it's terrible. It's terrible, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. And I don't, I can't tell you why, because there's nothing good yeah. about it. Nemo, I liked. Good. Nemo yeah. was good. I like Nemo. Um, Dorian Gray was a great bad guy. Yeah. 
really liked him, but um, the the rest of it, mm. it, it was it was bad. But if you've read the graphic novels, they are so good and they missed the mark so much with us. Like World War Z had this fantastically complex book with these amazing characters and these subplots and these kind of very obscure references that are kind of explained elsewhere in, in short stories that are all added to it. Um, and all of that, they just, they missed it. They missed the point of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen when they made it. There was too many changes from the books, too much deviation. They, they added a completely different plot by just using a vague idea of what it was I don't know why, because the original story was was really gritty. It was dark. There was a some some horrendous, horrendously black humor in it, um, and 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 again, the the books are part of. Um, there are several volumes. There are several that you could have had an ama- The sequel, the sequel is the War of the Worlds, where the the because um, it's set in Victoria. The first one's in Victorian England. And in this, uh, at the very the very last page, um, there's a, a newspaper report about a comet heading from Mars, and then the, it sets it up for the sequel, where the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen are dispatched to to take on the invading Martians, and it's done brilliantly. And the way that every single character in the book is based upon a character from another book, so an original story. Um, so th- there's even a reference to Rupert the Bear in the second one because you see him being torn apart by foxes um, in, there's, there's in one of the panels. Um, and and it, it's so cleverly done and they missed it with the film. It, it just, it, 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 it's shockingly bad. There are a couple of good moments in it, but for some reason that's enough for me to like it, but it should be remade and it should I be better. I completely agree. I think it's a great choice. Yay! Nice one. Hang on. I'm just going to write a tick. Tick. There we go. And the last one, which kind of extends from that, um, from my previous point, and it is War of the Worlds. Okay, interesting. You don't feel like that's been done enough? I I thought about that. No. I I, I, I don't think it's been done enough Uh, properly. And the Tom Cruise one was a was a remake of the 1950s one, and all they did was up the special effects. The story was vaguely vaguely the same. Um, uh, I mean, as much as I like Tom Cruise, and I can't help myself from liking the, the crazy weirdo, and he's really good at talking to aliens, um, <laughs> just in general, not let, let alone in films, um, but. It was a remake of the 1950s one, and the 1950s one was just, it was an Americanized butchering of an amazing story, an amazing novel. It's one of my favorite books. I absolutely love it. So I would have it, I would remake it. It certainly wouldn't be set in uh, the present day. It would be set in Victorian Britain at the turn of the century. It'd be more steampunk than anything else. Um, but probably not, because um, I, w- I would want it to be accurate. Now there was a TV last year. Uh, it was on. Um, it was this Christmas. Yeah, yeah, a, a three a three part, yeah, three part series of it. And again, I, I was over the moon. Fantastic. The, the setting it in 
Victorian England, and then they had a stupid romance story. And then the main character gets killed when he shouldn't have got killed because he's the one who writes the feckin' book because it's H.G. fucking Wells. And then they had, instead of having cylinders, they had spheres, which didn't make sense. And then they had weird aliens that looked like the ones from the 1950s film, kind of like but mixed with spiders. And they were, it was just shit. It was shit. I was absolutely appalled. And, and uh, that got me so annoyed. So what I would have is set in the correct time frame, in the correct country, and it'd be done brilliantly. So, and what did you think the of thing the? That um, I would what do... did you think of the Gabriel Byrne oh, the... version of War of the Worlds that was out last year? Yeah, oh, so shit, I haven't version, seen it. I didn't know there was uh, one. In modern times, um, uh, it wasn't many. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, not he's like a. He's a professor and he studies something which is somehow relevant to the aliens and still from his wife. Then there's a French professor who is stationed near some big sort of radio telescopes in the Alps. And there's a few, there's a guy who is uh, an asylum seeker who is just desperately trying to find some peace and quiet, not that, that successfully. There's a mum who's out with her two teenage kids, one of whom is blind. But something about the arrival of the aliens enables her to see in short bursts. Um, it was about four or five episodes, I think. Um, and it, it, it was very interesting. Mm. It was quite, it's sort of taking a lot of the ideas from the War of the Worlds and then giving them a difference, been more inspired by it than an adaption of, I would say. Although the aliens are strange and terrifying right. and unknowable. Although you don't really see them, which is the important thing. You see they're kind of soldiers, as it were. There's these, cool, you know, you know those fucking terrifying Boston robotic mm. dogs that are in that. There's that one in that episode of Black Mirror. That is, so that's that's the only sort oh, of yes. uh-huh. of what yeah. the aliens are because they're like hunting humans and they're you know terrifying and unstoppable and all the rest of it. Um, but it's really good. It was worth it. It was yeah, it's worth a watch. You know what? I will. I've written that down. I will. I will hunt it out and have a look at it. Um, but for me, the and, and this is because when I heard that Spielberg was doing it, and I thought, you know what, my, my my fingers were so tightly crossed that he was going to set it in Victorian England, and he didn't. And oh god, and and I, I remember going and, and and liking it, and I enjoyed it, and I thought that the um the the, the tripods were uh, very scary, but then I just. Watch it a second time and a third. By the time I watched it the fourth time, it was just like, oh god, this is it, it's it's not good, and it's not going to age very well either. So I and I think what has aged very well is the book. So let's go back to the book, and then you'll make a film set in the past, albeit a fictional past, and um and 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 I think that will be amazing. And what would what I would also do is if I was to remake this film. Um, would get the Jeff Wayne musical version um, of War of the Worlds as the soundtrack because that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. It's still I still have nightmares about it uh, as an adult occasionally when I listen to it late at night. Um, and I also because I, I I drive over the moors to get um, to get to work and back, and I, and there's windmills. And if I'm listening to that, <laughs> I'm going to work. It scares the shit out of me because I think there's oh. tripods coming out of the fields <laughs> to get me. <laughs> so, 
I, I, that's that's the way I would do it because I, I don't I don't think I, I think that you, you have to be faithful to the book on that one. So um, that's what I would do. I'm, I'm certainly going to have a look for that Gabriel Byrne one now because that sounds good. And I like the idea of that because the book again focuses on humans as well, and like it's a critique of uh, of society rather than mm. an invasion film. Which like alien invasion, which is which is what kind of came across in the fifties one, and then the remake. Yeah, there was, there was a little bit more intelligence to it, and he has a few conversations with people. But at the same time, um, yeah, he gets to the end, and he's finally reunites with his family, mm. and his son's alive, even though he should be dead, and his ex-wife's there, and everyone's smiling and happy. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? That was shit. No. Okay. So that's my top five. Interesting choices. Um, yeah. I also had, as an honourable mention, because I, I didn't, didn't mention before, I, I went for Star Wars, but not episode one, two, and three. I went for um, yeah, seven, eight, and nine, bad, the Disney ones. Not not worth not episodes one, two, and three, though. They were, they were pretty... You don't think they were no. as bad as one, two, yeah, and no, three? I think one, two, and three were worse. For sure. I mean, I think, I think, I think the one. I suppose the well, thing that I, I, the three, sort yeah. of one, two, and three, the third film is the strongest of the three. Whereas in seven, eight, and nine, nine is the weakest of the three. I think because that was just tosh, wasn't it? It was fucking yeah. awful. <laughs> I watched yeah. it once in the cinema. I've not watched it again. Um, I haven't even downloaded it illegally. Um, the episode eight. Again, I watched it in the cinema. I've not watched it again. Um, I did download it illegally, and then I couldn't bear myself to watch it, so I deleted it off my computer. And that's not out of fear of been breaking like international copyright law. Um, I just, I just didn't want to. No, watch I, mean, it. I understand. That makes sense. But... Yeah, not, not one. They're, they're, they're just. I mean, you've got. It's, a, it's a, again. So we mentioned at the start of the show. X-Men Apocalypse, uh, you know, shit film. Yeah. I mean, in an enjoyable way, it was nonsense. But it's a waste of Oscar Isaac. Seven, eight, nine, nine. Exactly. Episode it's a waste of Oscar Isaac. 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 You can't waste it. You can't waste Oscar Isaac. Man is just yeah, fantastic. He's great in everything when he can be. I've, 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 he's, he's the best thing in probably in the Star Wars films, and he's probably the best thing in. Um, uh, X Men Apocalypse as well. I've, I've never seen him produce a poor no, um, performance. He's consistent, and he's great. He's, like, he's really unsettling. He's a proper... Yeah. Oh, he's he's very good in X Machina. Yeah, I really liked him in that. Um, he was he was, he was no, incredibly creepy in Sucker Punch as well. Um, it, 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 it's 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 worth a look. Uh, one of uh, Zack Snyder's. Um, I think he did it just after. Uh, well, I, I don't think it's as bad as um, Batman versus Superman. Um, it's certainly original. I've never seen anything quite like it. And, and Oscar Isaacs plays um, uh, well, kind of three different three different perspectives of the same character. So um, it, it takes part in um, in real life in uh, a mental institution, a mental asylum, and then 
part of that is seen through the eyes of one of the inmates where he's um, gone from being one of the orderlies to being um, like a, almost like a pimp. Uh, and then in, uh, and then in a, a different perspective, he's kind of like a, um, an evil puppeteering mastermind. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. Um, g- give it a look. Um, and some fant- the soundtrack's incredible. The uh, the action sequences. Are pretty, if you ever want to see what it looks like to see um, uh, a sixteen year old girl with a samurai sword taking out three giant stone samurai warriors with a minigun and a rocket launcher, <laughs> that's the film for you. Bear that in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should. <laughs> okay, so we both agree on there. We go. And... Um... We, we, we certainly agree on that. Make any changes? Yeah. Oh, one thing I was going to mention. I almost went for Mr. and Mrs. I always went for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, I yeah. thought that was a, a fun film. I remember it's going to be updated, but then I, I read that um, they are remaking it as a TV show with I think um, um, Phoebe Waller Bridge and um, and um, oh, uh, hang on a minute. I've forgotten who it is now. I, I do like Phoebe Waller-Bridge, though. Um, Fleabag was just one of the best sitcoms I've seen in ages. It's, it's, it's not Donald Glover, I don't think. No, hang on. Oh, he'd be good. Uh, hang on. Oh, it's Donald Glover. Yeah, so Phoebe Waller-Bridge is Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah, they're going to say Okay. Absolutely. So they are a TV show with Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Donald Glover. So we don't need to put that on the list. That's happening. We uh, we spoke after we recorded last week's episode, <laughs> or last episode, Johnny, about how perhaps we'd run a little bit long. And so, in an effort to combat that, we've actually managed to run longer this time around. <laughs> so I think we probably <laughs> we should, yeah, oh, crap. We should probably wrap oh, this no. one up there. Bloody hell! Uh, thank you. All. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, people will be... If, yeah, uh, hell, man, um, I've got even no idea what I've talked about for the last hour, so how will the people... Thank you for listening. I don't know. Next one, we will... Yeah, I think we should like set a ourselves idea. a time limit each. But we'll, I tell you what, we'll, we'll discuss this when we've got time. Um, <laughs> so we'll wrap things up now. So uh, it's, uh, it's good night from me. <laughs> Outstanding. And it's good night from me.